Welcome to the Search for Wellness podcast, where we embark on inspiring conversations to explore the many facets of health and well-being. I'm your host, Pooja, a certified fitness instructor, the co-owner of Beyond Body Fitness Studios. I'm also a qualified health coach, breath coach, and proud to say, a cancer coach. My personal journey towards wellness took a profound turn when I faced a cancer diagnosis two years ago. Despite leading a relatively healthy lifestyle, I realized that my understanding of well-being was limited at that time. This unexpected challenge ignited my quest for knowledge and a deep desire to restore balance and harmony into my body and life. Now, I'm here to share the wisdom and insights I've gained because what's the point of all this knowledge if I can't share it? In today's fast-paced and stressful world, prioritizing our physical, mental, and emotional well-being is more critical than ever. This podcast aims to delve into a wide range of wellness aspects from longevity, fitness, and supplements, to alternative practices like homeopathy, acupuncture, and sound therapy, as well as nutrition, diet, and innovative therapies. Through this platform, I'm committed to helping you make simple and sustainable changes that seamlessly fit into your daily life, empowering you to live a happy, healthy, and fulfilling life. Let's embark on this inspiring journey together and meet our special guest today. Meet Chanvi. Chanvi is a holistic trauma therapist and ceremonial space holder. She brings together Eastern and Western modalities to provide a holistic, transformational experience to individuals and groups. Chanvi began her journey on a pilgrim in Peru, connecting her deeply to her heart, which brought curiosity in the therapeutic world. She is now a multi-talented facilitator, trained in regression and art therapy, plant medicine, ceremonies, and family constellation. She weaves all that she has learned to support people in bridging the gap between the body, soul, and spirit, to bring awareness and healing to the inner wounds, and to help them connect to their initiate essence of power, to reawaken the gifts that live deep within them, and ultimately come home to themselves. Such beautiful words. Welcome, Chanvi. Thank you. My... um, I think you're one of my favorite people on this planet. Like, honestly, like genuinely speaking, you are one of my favorite people on this planet. The first time I met you, um, I think it was just two hours after, uh, two two months after I'd had my surgery. Uh, It was, I think it was November time and uh, you were holding a uh, cacao ceremony and one of my dear friends, uh, Zia, she suggested that I come for it. And I had no idea, no clue what it was all about, nothing. And I remember coming to your place. Um, I didn't really, I knew her and I knew a few other people, but I didn't really know anyone. Yeah. And I remember sitting right next to your mom. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I remember getting the angel card of the woman holding a tree. Yes. I remember and she was this. pregnant. Yes. And she was like holding all the burdens and I just lost my womb. So I burst out crying in front of everyone when I shared and I just opened up and shared. And that was the first time I actually shared in public what I'd been through. Um, But I feel like that's what started my healing journey. 
that's that 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 day I woke up and I said okay I'm going to do something about this I'm going to heal now and it's all because of you it's all because of being there and just meeting you and being in your energy and in your presence um, I'm very, very, honestly, I'm deeply grateful to you almost every single day of my life. Oh, like <laughs> you even saying that just brings me, I, yeah, an immense amount of gratitude for you as well. And for coming into a space that, again, you had no idea about and trusting me. So I really appreciate you. And you are also one of my favorite people. <laughs> I, I, I love spending time with you. Oh. Yeah. Thank you. So I'm so excited to have you here today. Even though you don't live in Nairobi, I was like, when you were visiting, I was like, I have to make this opportunity to get you on the podcast. <laughs> um, I need to share. I need you to share because you have such a diverse amount of knowledge when it comes to the mother cacao and when it comes to all of these healing practices and these healing modalities that you utilize and just your energy and your presence just being here just lights up the room you know you're like one of those people who you know you always read about those messages on instagram and say you know there's some people in life who just walk into a room and just <laughs> light up that room that's you for me thank you <laughs> so what i want you to do is um just tell us a little bit about yourself a little bit about your journey where it yeah. began yeah well, um, the journey, it's, um, I think I grew up in healing. My mom has always been a healer. Her friends were all healers and there was always something happening at home. And I guess subconsciously as a child, you kind of pick up all of these things. And it was, I think around when I was 15 or 16 years old, my mom introduced me to an art therapist and just blew my mind as to how color, art, music, um, just those little subtle things can really heal the body. And I remember being with this art therapist for maybe a couple of years, and not that there was anything wrong, but it was, it was just an introduction to kind of help me stay on track. And things just changed in my life in that moment. I went to university, lost everything. You know, you kind of wanna, live a normal life in yeah. university and just have the time of your life. And it was when I was 21, I came into a place where I was really lost. And a lot of people talk about the dark night of the soul. And I think in hindsight, that was really what I was going through. Really in that darkness, in the pit, had no idea what to do, how to do it. Um, no one to really guide or help me. And I was working a job that I was doing it, but I didn't really enjoy doing it. I was a teacher, I was also not a very good employee. So I ended up quitting my job and I booked a lot of flights around the world. And Peru was the first stop where I was um, going to. And the art therapist that I met when I was 16 actually is Peruvian and lives in Peru, who oh, I, I was going to see. And I, I don't even think this is a coincidence, but I arrived I think a couple of days too early and she didn't expect me and neither was I expecting to be there and I arrived and her home was filled with dozens of art therapists and I'd actually packed all my artwork in a bag to take to Peru and you know let's see let's say sell and make some money and to travel more and the art therapist looked at my work I really connected deeply to them and they're specifically trained in anthroposophical art therapy, which is all about the threefold human body and 
the body, mind, spirit, soul. And we ended up going on different pilgrimages in Peru and in the mountains, by the lakes and the rivers. And something started to change inside of me. It was, I think we were in Lake Titicaca in Puno when we randomly met a shaman and he said that he would take us on this journey had absolutely no idea he was speaking spanish i couldn't understand him and i said yes <laughs> <laughs> and he we were with him for a couple of hours and eventually he said put, put your third eye on this window and just see what happens and or what i understood what he said <laughs> so i put my third eye on the window and in that moment something literally awakened in me i never remembered memories from the past everything started coming back a lot of the emotions that i had inside of me that were really numb that just started awakening there was so much joy but also a lot of sadness but everything started igniting in me and that was a moment of clarity that i just knew what i had to do and Eventually from Peru, I ended up going to India where I, I trained as a hypnotherapist and a regression therapist, came back to London and trained as an art therapist. And during all these moments and all these processes, I met the most amazing medicine women and medicine men who created ceremony and held me in that space and really introduced me to cacao and to other plant medicines. And I think it's been 10 years now Wow. Where this process has just led me from one space to another and met the right teachers, the mentors, the communities. And yeah, it's been it's been a journey, but it's been a really revealing one. Yeah. Now. Yeah. But it's it's almost like, you know, when the doors are open and when you are ready. Yes. That's when you will receive. Exactly. Right. Um, obviously, when you were in uni and all of that, you were not ready. You were still finding yourself. That's it. And then when you were ready, you were still like, okay, now we'll do this. Now we'll introduce her to all of this because this is her purpose. Yeah. This is her point in life. <laughs> yeah. And I, I can't actually imagine myself doing anything else mm. but this. Um, and any time that I'm like in resistance of doing this, so just the, the guides or whoever it is around me yeah. <laughs> kind of push me gently back into back the into space. It. It's so true, right? Wow. You know, it's so funny because the first time my husband met you, because I think after that I brought him for a yes. ceremony, he was like, she looks like a Red Indian. <laughs> I was like, she's probably a descendant of a Red Indian. <laughs> I remember him saying, yeah. <laughs> he was like, it was so funny. Um, so how important do you think healing is in today's world? Like probably one of the most important things. I really, really believe that, you know, our human experience is really calm, really chaotic, and it's all about duality. And when we live in such duality, it's how to find that middle path. And there are so many different healing modalities coming from, you know, food, exercise, you know, just being out in nature or physically doing different sorts of therapy. And there's an amalgamation of different therapies that one can choose from. And in order to really live in a very associated, very um, connected space, mm -hmm. I truly, truly believe that healing, especially in a space of alternative medicine can really help you get to that space where you can connect so deeply to yourself and you can then be the best 
version or your best self, if, if you'd like to call it that. And also hold the space for others around you as well. So when you heal, I really believe that you heal your children, your parents, generations before you, and also generations to come. So it's a gift that you're giving the past and the future as well. Ancestral healing, all right? Huge. I know. It's so huge. And I do believe that a lot of people now are waking up to this whole idea of healing. They are becoming a bit more aware of the fact that everything is energy, everything is, you know, matter, food has also got a frequency, yeah. water has a frequency. You know, just sitting and holding your glass of water and talking to your glass of water, and it will nourish you, it will heal you. Um, words are so powerful, right? Yes. It's like one of our most powerful weapons is our words. Um, so I always often hear you speak about inner child. Yeah. Yeah. And inner child healing. Um, what is inner child healing? So inner child healing is, if we look at ourselves as, as a whole, we have so many experiences that live within our bodies, experiences from every moment of our childhood, our teenagehood, our adulthood. Um, and then in those ages, for example, there's so many experiences that we've had. And our, sometimes when we think about healing as well, we only think about the not so nice parts that we've experienced mm. or the traumatic parts that we've experienced. But then there's also the other side, you know, the most joyful, most loving, most magnificent experiences that we've had. And inner child healing really goes in both ways, where whatever it is that you're feeling in the moment of your adult life, let's say, whatever it is that you're going through, it stemmed from somewhere in the past. And if you'd like to create change, if you'd like to create something more, more, then it's about traveling into that space of your inner child to the root of where something has happened or you've experienced something to, to be really curious about what emotions led you there, what thoughts, what physical sensations are stuck inside of you and to really physically, emotionally and mentally as well unravel everything to find the wisdom and the knowledge of why something happened and then release. And the moment that there is this release or that there is this space that's opened you now connect to the truest part of you. So in that inner child who perhaps experienced trauma, perhaps she or he was, had this gift of, you know, absolute connection or such joy, or, you know, maybe they could see. So it's finding that gift in the wound that was there. So really going into the shadow, into the darkness and finding the light in that darkness and bringing it back into your physicality and into your present moment where you can now share those gifts with with yourself and then of course with everyone around you um, and I, I truly believe inner child healing is the most important most potent most powerful healing one can start with because we live in this life we've experienced so much in this life and as we connect to the most joyful moments or the most traumatic moments when we, when we connect to both, we bring, again, from the duality right into the middle so we can walk this path of, of beauty, of harmony, of balance. So it just brings a lot of peace. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So how does one do inner child healing? 
So there, again, so many ways to do it. Mm -hmm. Specifically, the way that I do it is with regression therapy, where we regress through the subconscious mind into different parts of your childhood, teenagehood, and find the root cause of where something has begun in your, in your life. And then we unravel from there. With art therapy as well, it's a beautiful way to do it where we can connect with different colors. Um, mm -hmm. In the art therapy, there's sounds, there's music as well that you can connect to that could ignite feeling or emotion inside of you. And through that, you're able to really um, remember you know, music is, is amazing to remember things and art as well, um, colors. So it ignites memories and through that you can heal through art therapy too, through the just actually painting colors or drawing or um, writing is huge. I think um, writing with your non-dominant hand, it oh. really ignites. So there's something, yeah, there's something that. really beautiful about non-dominant handwriting. Uh -huh. So Something that I do in a lot of my one-to-ones is we use the non-dominant hand to write as the inner child and the dominant hand to write as the adult. So you could ask a question as an adult using your dominant hand and then write with your non-dominant hand whatever kind of comes. And that's a connection to the inner child that wow. is within you. So it unravels, again, so much that we wouldn't know because we're now connecting to connecting. the different sides. That's so brain. interesting. I've never heard of that before. I'm definitely going to try that. Definitely, yeah, try and drawing with the non-dominant hand as well ignites really? the inner child. So I do do one thing with the yeah. non-dominant hand is every morning when I wake up, I brush my teeth with my non-dominant hand. Yeah. Um, I don't know why, but I just created this habit of doing it. Yeah. Just so that, you know, I don't know. It's like weird. No, it's, it's beautiful because it, you're now using both sides of your brain and... It's like almost like you're waking up the left side of the brain too, right? Exactly. Interesting. Yeah. And who would you say requires inner child healing? I think everyone. Everyone, right? And again, it doesn't matter if you haven't gone through anything or you've, if you have gone through anything. It's always nice to tap into the gifts that you already have inside of you. and. I think we really limit ourselves mm. in the way that we are. Sometimes we don't really tap into the potential that we have inside of us. And inner child healing really helps you tap into the, the, the beauty and the magnificence that mm. we really hold inside of us. So You know, like oftentimes when, when you tap into that inner child, you, you know, there's that voice that you are not worthy, you are yeah. not strong, you are weak, you are whatever. These are words that were repeated to you as a child constantly by parents, by teachers, by friends, by colleagues, by whoever it was. Exactly. But then when you tap into that inner child, you're like, wait, hold on a second. I am worthy. I am strong. I am powerful. I am all of these things. Why was I thinking otherwise, right? Yeah. You're like almost like awaken. Exactly. That you remember, you really remember who you are. Mm. And, you know, we were all born with such purity. Mm. And I, I always say that we're born with like golden light around us. And it's just, you know, we every cell of our body is so pure and innocent. And then, of course, we are introduced to so many things as we grow. And we sometimes lose that little bit of radiance that we have. But the moment that you tap into this like cell or this part of you that holds this... Um, this inner child or this potency inside of you, you tap into that gold that lives in your, in your body. And 
that gold holds this this voice of you know I am I am love I am this I am powerful yeah and that is really who we are yeah and it's it's our birthright to feel that and sometimes we just need to unravel the voices that created the other and come back to our voice our true voice yeah our true authentic self um let's talk about cacao yeah um what is cacao and how does someone take it you know yeah yeah um cacao is I, I really feel extremely connected to this specific plant medicine. Cacao is literally chocolate in a sense, mm-hmm. um, straight from the, the pod. And in ceremony, that's literally what we drink. So it hasn't been processed in any way. And it's as raw as it comes. It's got the fat, the butter, it's, it's pure. Yeah. And the reason as to why we use cacao i always feel like there's there should always be an intention as to why we do something and um cacao has so many benefits as well so for example it's really good nutritionally so many minerals so many vitamins antioxidants mm-hmm. um it really it releases dopamine serotonin it has this bliss molecule called anandamide and theobromine and it just allows our body to find its flow and harmony in itself. Um, It also, spiritually, it really is heart medicine. Mm -hmm. So it is for the heart. It expands the heart. It really allows the heart to feel. And the spirit of cacao is, is just beautiful. She's so gentle, she's so soft, yet so powerful. Powerful in the sense that she um, she just knows what to do in your body. She knows where to go. She knows how to heal. She knows what to heal. And that happens when we're in the most surrender and trust. Mm. Um, there's also the most... I, I really truly feel like she's a teacher. She really teaches us in that moment of what we need to learn and how we need to do it as well. So you may not get hallucinations or you may not have, you know, the psychedelic experience, Mm -hmm. but you have the most embodied, grounded, fully whole experience, I feel, with the spirit of cacao. Um, How do we take it? I, I really believe that cacao works the most... Um, powerfully in ceremony mm-hmm. and in community and I believe this because when we're together we're again strong with intention our energies start to rise so we're now able to feel the fullness of the spirit of cacao and each other mm. so our intentions are heightened our experience is more fuller um, our healing happens n- not quicker but in a more powerful um transformative way for us because we're in community in ceremony um yeah i really i truly believe that cacao heals and again cacao so so powerful with inner child healing because she's so soft and it's about for i remember the first experience that i had it was about really bringing harmony for me in my body i felt really disconnected i felt really far away from myself And the spirit of cacao kind of hugged me and really pulled me back into my body so I could feel 
my essence and the fullness of me. Mm. And with that came a lot of inner child healing too. So a lot of being able to nurture myself, nourish myself, um, feel the softness of this inner child. So the combination of doing inner child and um, sitting with cacao in ceremony, I, I find the, so, so powerful. Like the best combination, right? Yeah. So interesting. You know, I remember the first time when I had it, when I came to the ceremony with you, I'd never drank cacao before that. Mm -hmm. And um, exactly what you're saying, you're describing it, like the way you're describing it is exactly how I felt that day. I felt liberated. Yeah. I felt yet very grounded. Yeah. I felt very calm, yeah. but yet very joyful. Um, I just had, I just felt really good in myself. Like yeah. it just felt really good to be me again. It was always like, uh, I went, I remember that day so well. It was like one of those days that just got imprinted. My, I felt like I was high on 10 cups of coffee, but without yeah. the caffeine kind of that, 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 that strong. Exactly. But I was just like giddy. Yeah. Like almost like that inner child. Like I was like, I wanted to dance. I wanted to yeah. go out. I wanted to shop. I wanted to do random things that day. And I didn't, I didn't care about time or anything. It just felt so amazing. It's such a beautiful medicine. Um, can you drink cacao every day? So this is a question I get quite a lot. Um, and personally, I only drink cacao in ceremony and very, very occasionally on, you know, on a normal week. The reason as to why I do this is because I, again, feel like we live this duality again. Like I, I, I keep coming back to duality mm -hmm. because our human experience can sometimes be on either extremes. And balance is so key and very, very important. The reason as to why I personally don't drink cacao every day is because it, it can really affect my kidneys. Okay. And it, the reason as to this is because um, as the cacao moves through the body, there's a lot of blood going through your body as well. Mm. So if, if you're not in the most um, grounded space, it can really affect the adrenal glands. So too much cacao, also not so good for you. Yeah. And, but it's about listening to your body. How does your body feel? And I loved, I remember, I think, hearing your last podcast, which was, you said something along the lines of you, you ask your children to ask why. Mm -hmm. And this is something that I truly live by. Why do you need something every day? Mm. Ask yourself, you know, why is it that I need something outside of my body to ignite something inside of me? Why is it that I'm I, I need something to, you know, unleash creativity. A lot of people that I've spoken to um, drink cacao to feel this creativity or to um, get really deep sleep and deep rest. But my question always is, is what is it around you that isn't allowing you to deeply rest? Or what is it inside of you that's blocked your creativity that you don't feel fully in this creation? Um, so I think the question why is, is really, really important. And it's everything in balance. I mm. think there's a time and a space for it and with clear, clear intention. You know, what is the intention for you to sit with any plant medicine or with, you know, being out in nature or being with a friend? You know, what is your intention for doing something? Yeah. 
and to have it as clear and as specific as possible so you know what the outcome can bring or the potential um, outcome can bring as well. Yeah. But um, yeah, cacao every day can also be quite a lot for the, body. for the body. Do you know, it's so funny because the whys, yeah, asking the whys and, uh, and, and what do you say, it made so much sense is that why do you need something external to help heal something internal? Yeah. Only use it when it's necessary. Yes. Right? Only when it's like, even when it comes to psychedelics, when it comes to any of these things, it should only be utilized when necessary. Mm. It shouldn't become an addiction, right? And that's the thing is that all of these things have been given a bad name and a reputation only because people give it a bad name or reputation because they're using it on a daily basis as opposed yeah. to using it when, when it is really required, yeah. right? And that exactly what you're saying, the healing can only happen from within. Yeah. Nothing outside is going to help you. The healing has to happen from within. Exactly. These things are just aids. Exactly. To just kind of guide you and to spark and to wake it up. But otherwise... Mm. And to help you connect. Mm -hmm. And I really believe that, you know, anything in excess, we know that it isn't good for us. Exactly. And, you know, with plant medicine or even like regression therapy or you know, too much of anything or something outside of yourself. There, especially with plant medicine, you kind of hear your calling, calling. or you hear the spirit calling you towards, towards it. Towards it, right? And mm. when you feel or you've had this experience of connection, you can now understand how and when to take something or to, you know, sit in ceremony or to when to do the therapy or whatever it is that you choose to do. But it's about hearing that voice inside of you mm -hmm. to really to guide understand. you, right? Exactly. So true. Yeah. Okay. Um, so tell me, what other healing herbs do you use in ceremony apart from cacao? Yeah. Um, I love to use the spirit of rose. So rose is just, the again, one of the highest frequency flowers that are around us. I, I believe that rose... Uh, resonates at a frequency of 220 hertz, if I'm not wrong. And then the next one down is lavender, which I also use quite a lot wow. of, which is around 120. So you can kind of see the how powerful wow. rose, rose can be. Rose is so soft as well. But I, again, speaking about duality, rose really holds the duality of life, of masculine and feminine. If we think about the stem, the rose stem is really masculine and it's vertical. It has thorns which really represent boundaries and really the straightness and the firmness of life. And then we come to the bloom. The bloom is oh, absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. You know, every, every petal is like a layer of our lives, a layer of emotions, a layer of something around us, in us. So as the rose starts to unravel itself and starts to blossom, it kind of shows us the different layers of our life that can be unpeeled so we can come to the core, which is right at the bud. And even in the dying process of it, it's so feminine because the colors really soften in its death and the rose really connects to, to our heart as well. So rose is something that I really, really love to combine um, with, uh, with cacao and then yeah. lavender. I, absolutely love lavender lavender for me is 
third eye and crown um, energy, yeah. really allowing us to come into our softness, coming into our body as well, yeah. and really allowing us to kind of play in the in in the music of life. Um, and then we got the passion fruit flower. I oh. love using passion fruit flower. Passion fruit flower is just so dreamy, dreamy in every every sense. And it's something that I feel like is really good to, to have as well. Um, it again connects to heart, third eye, and it really expands our dream world. Wow. So there's something really magical about the passion fruit flower as well. And so interesting. I've never heard of the passion fruit flower. I don't even oh. think I know what it looks like. Wow, it, it's so beautiful. It, it kind of comes in a bud and then it just expands out. And it's got so many rings around wow. it. Um, and then the, the petals are like a really lime green color, but it's it's violet indigo in the middle. It's it's so beautiful. I'm so definitely going to have a look out for it now. Yeah. And the, and the moment that it blooms, it, it closes and then that's it. So it's oh. a one time. Yeah. Wow, so just like a one-time bloom. Yeah, it's it's so, so beautiful. So interesting. Um, so walk us through what a ceremony would be like. like yeah. Yeah. Um, ceremony is... I, I love holding ceremony. I think it's one of the most... Um, I feel so honoured and blessed to be able to hold ceremony. Um, when, when we come together in ceremony, we share our intentions. We share... Um, yeah, why we've come, what we would like to receive, what we would like to let go of. And as we come together, we kind of create this, this circle. In ceremony, um, especially with how I, I love to hold the space, I like to call in um, the directions, mm -hmm. the elements, the archetypes. We have specific spirit animal archetypes that help us and guide us through the journey of um, the ceremony. So it's a very shamanic uh, South American and Central American um, way of holding space. Okay. Um, and as we've shared, we, we drink cacao together. And as we drink cacao together, it's just there's an energy that kind of forms around the space. Um, and then depending on what the intention of each ceremony is, we, we go through meditations, visualizations, breath work, uh, movement, dance, um, music, song, and I feel like the vibration of music and sound and song is is truly, truly powerful as well because it helps us go into the the depths of our, our body, of our dream space, of the places where we would like to journey to with the spirit of cacao um, and again any other plant medicines that we use in order to receive the gift that we've either waited for or that we are ready to receive or the wisdom of something that we hold within us mm -hmm. so that meditative space is a journey to receive and whether it's wisdom or a gift through our bodies um, and then we we come to a close as we close it's another sharing circle another space to voice out our experience so we can really solidify the experience that we've had um, in in our own bodies and in our own minds as well you know we're so logical sometimes we need to we need to speak and we need to understand some things to really make it grounded as well so it's a it's a little bit of a flow of different different things that are put together and i just feel like also um 
like you were saying earlier, it's a calling, right? It's yeah. um, it's like when you've been called. Like for me, it was like as if I didn't even know anything. I had no idea what I was coming. I was gonna do. I didn't know even know. I didn't even ask how many hours. Nothing. Yeah. It was like almost like you know the cacao, the mother. She called me to come to you and to come for the ceremony. Um, and it felt exactly like even just like you're just talking about it. I feel like I'm reliving those moments of being in ceremony with you. Um, I highly recommend it to anyone who's listening to really come for your um, healing and your ceremonies whenever you are in Nairobi. Make the most of it. Make the, take this as an opportunity to come for one of your ceremonies because I think they're absolutely beautiful and you can keep doing them again and again and again. Yeah. It's not like you just do it once and that's it. Um, it is something that uh, you don't even know where time goes. You kind of become yeah. going to that place of no space, no time, kind okay. of just let it be. Yeah. Um, and again, yeah, you stop that uh, judgmental mind and you just disconnect. It's just one of my favorite feelings um, of being in ceremony with you and even just drinking the cacao and the taste of the cacao. Yeah. It's just so yummy. Yeah. So aside from my story of transformation, <laughs> could you share another story of transformation of some, you know, an example of somebody else who mm. had a beautiful and profound healing through... Um, one of your ceremonies. Yeah. Um, there's this beautiful friend who, yeah, is very dear to me, who I met through the ceremonies. And she is, I remember the first time that she came, which was a couple of years ago, super quiet, didn't speak, really hid herself in the corner. Um, and she would always choose the corner spot as well. Um, and every time it was her turn to share or speak, um, she, she wouldn't be able to physically get the words out. Um, neither would she be able to put her experience together. Um, and it was, it was heartbreaking breaking to see in that moment. But she was so committed. She came to, I believe, maybe five consecutive ceremonies. And then when I, when I arrived back, she did the same thing, came to all of them. And every single time I saw her, she was so radiant and I couldn't believe when she started speaking. Really? And wow. It was, it was I, so two years later, mm -hmm. um, I saw her a couple of days ago in ceremony and she spoke for five minutes straight. Really? Her words flowed. She was able to just fully step into her confidence. Her, it, she, was, she didn't choose a corner spot. She sits in the middle now which is honestly absolutely amazing to see. And she's actually one of the, whenever we do ceremony, we sometimes do a fire ceremony or a water ceremony. Um, and before she would always be the last one to go or she would need um, a little bit of guidance and support yeah. to, to take her to the fire. She just stepped towards the fire and herself spoke loud with real um, confidence, with certainty of who she is yeah. and that was it and she really really spoke and in her life um there's there's been magnificent transformation she travels so much by herself which i don't think she would have done previously wow um that's she, amazing it's it's honestly incredible what to a, hear her story like that's just shocking like you know what i mean like and what you're saying is so nice is that it's like it took her time. It's not like she came for one ceremony and boom, that's it. She was sorted out, right? It's a, again, healing. It's a process. It's a journey. It's a, 
it's ups and downs and trials and failures and yes. um and that just that's so inspirational yeah wow i actually want to meet her now i'm so excited i want to meet her <laughs> um so you know there's also something that you talk about a lot in ceremony that i hear you say um it's the threefold human yeah um, i'd never quite understood uh what that actually meant so i'd really like you to explain to me what that actually really yeah means so the threefold human um comes from the anthroposophical uh study um it's a it's a concept that's been coined by Rudolf Steiner who again um I don't know if you've heard of yeah, yeah. the Waldorf school and the yeah. Waldorf system and I I really feel like or I try to live by it as much as possible the threefold a lot of the work that I do the ceremonies my own personal life I try to coin my life around this concept so the threefold human body is our body our uh-huh. soul and our spirit and then in that it's broken our body, down body our soul and our spirit yeah. okay and then in that it's also broken down so our body we've got our our head our limbs and then our torso so our our thinking realm our limbs in terms for connection mm-hmm. and then our heart and our respiratory respiratory system and then we've got our soul which is broken down into our thinking our feeling and our willing and then our spirit is then broken down into inspiration intuition and imagination and in inspiration the, yeah intuition and imagination and imagination yeah wow okay and it's so beautiful because it it's that path to come to the middle you know sometimes we're really stuck in our thinking or we get stuck in doing mm. and then we disconnect from our feeling which is our heart realm so it's about finding which path sometimes we're stuck in are we are we too in you know this way of being or do we feel too much so we we stop thinking are we you know it's that question of you know how is our life right now mm. and then we bring that balance so it's all about bringing balance in our threefold body so bring balance in our physical body then our soul body and then our spiritual space and our spiritual realm by igniting this inspiration what are you most inspired by how can you ignite this imagination so you can create the life that you you truly desire how are you truly connected to your intuition how and what is a voice of your intuition um the same thing with our thinking our feeling and our our willing what is it that are we thinking too much and when we're thinking too much what do we need to do to step into our feeling so we can slow down take that rest and breathe mm. so it's a real kind of dance literally every day of what are we doing to stay in balance and of course we're human we we flip flop and we you know we don't need to be so hard on ourselves when we're in that you know the weighing scale of this side or this side but what can we do like the little things to just bring us into balance back into alignment yeah and the, what yeah. would you say are those little things that you have done let's say for instance to bring yourself back into alignment i think the best thing is what is around us and mm. that's nature i think every single time that i'm just you know anxious or I'm feeling overwhelmed or I just feel like things are just too much going outside and taking a walk can be one of the most powerful things. Um and I remember um a teacher from Colombia Anthar. I went to one of his ceremonies and 
I'm, I'm diluting this story so much, but it's it's a magnificent story. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, we'll be here for a while. <laughs> but the essence of the story was the animals were asking the human who the human wanted to cure their illness in seconds. And the animals were asking the human, what have you done in order to heal yourself? Mm. Have you gone to, to the mountains? Have you spoken to the mountains? Have you spoken to the wind? Have you spoken to the forest? Have you spoken to the sun, the moon, the stars? Have you spoken to the earth? What have you done in order to heal yourself first before doing all the other, other things? And nature is so, so healing and yeah. it's around us. So I always believe that if we can, just to step out as much as possible to come back into alignment, to bridge that gap and to feel our essence in nature and then go back into whatever you're doing. You know what I always say, we come from nature, we're gonna go back into nature. And we, all of a sudden in today's world, we've kind of disconnected ourselves from nature quite a bit. So a lot of people live in cities, high rise buildings. They don't even have, I know friends of mine who will say, I really want to do grounding, but I don't even have a garden to go and do grounding in. Um, I, I do feel really blessed and lucky to be living in, in, in Nairobi and to be able to just walk out into nature and just be part of nature. It just helps, but yeah, it's so important to understand and believe that nature is our home. Yeah. We came from nature, we're gonna go back into nature. Exactly. Um, and it's the best way to align, I totally agree with yeah. you. Like, it's my favorite way to align is grounding, grounding, connecting to uh, the sun, connecting to the moon, connecting to just any, any part of nature, um, which is so amazing. Um, so, what does the future look like for you? <laughs> what does the future look like? <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Um, wow, that's really beautiful. I really hope and dream for community. I really feel like community is so important in just growing as, as a person. Mm -hmm. And when community comes together with their strengths and their gifts, it really nurtures that human it's like how they say you know it takes a village to raise a baby yeah and i really feel and i really wish that to be able to either create or be a part of different communities that really help me nurture myself and i can give the gift to someone else in the same way um but i also hope for a lot more travel and time to paint <laughs> <laughs> um, i have to see some of your artwork i still haven't seen it um, but yeah, no, I agree with you on the community thing because building community, like we had the amazing ceremony on the 1st of January where we did the manifestation, uh, journaling, we did a gong bath and we did, I played the gong and you yeah. did the cacao ceremony and we created a community that day. Absolutely. We created this space when we held that space for two hours yeah. for people to come, to share, to understand, to believe in themselves yeah. and to manifest. And in fact, today only when I was at the studio again and I was teaching, uh, one of the people who did come, she came for my class this morning and she really was like, you know what, I'm really grateful to you and I'm so, th I'm so thankful for the ceremony you guys held on, uh, on the 1st of January. And she goes, I really didn't understand how manifestation worked until I, I 
until you explained it to me that day. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's like, this is why I'm doing this. It's like, this is why we do this, right? Exactly. Is to create that spark, to create that magic, to make people believe that they have the magic. Exactly. And they have the magic within them to yeah. create whatever they desire, to manifest whatever they desire. Yeah. And um, it's so beautiful because I feel like we learn so much from each other. Yeah. So, and whether, whoever it is, like whether it's someone who's come to ceremony or a facil facilitator and that learning never stops. So to give that gift of knowledge to each other, I, I can't imagine anything yeah, yeah. more. This is why we're here today too. Yeah. <laughs> to share our knowledge. That's it. <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, so what is your wish for the world? Mm, the wish for the world, love. And then I don't mean to be cheesy, but no, I really feel. So <laughs> oh. I, I think when we come into compassion and love, mm. we can see more. And we can see, you know, the reactions behind people's actions, but also have boundaries. Mm. Um, when we feel this love in our own selves, our heart is open, which means energetically and physically, there's so much more that we can give ourselves and other people so being in this frequency of love and compassion and kindness i really believe that would change so much that's of course happening in the world right now as well mm. so yeah love compassion yeah it's so true loving a little bit more and being a bit more compassionate can really mm. help you go a long way yeah and if every single human being would start to live with that mindset i mean we could really change the world yeah yeah Huge. So true. Um, I've always wanted to ask you this question. <laughs> a book you highly recommend. Wow. A book that I highly recommend. Mm. It's a little bit of a controversial book. Okay. I but... like controversy. <laughs> um, but it's called Pussy Power. Okay. And I've read it like three times. And... I feel both men and women should read it. Okay. Only because it really tells us about the power of our yoni, our womb spaces, and women. Mm -hmm. And I re really think that women in general have had such a journey through generations of life mm. and have kind of lost that power a little bit. Mm. But this book really explains and teaches and shows how to come back into that power. And when men read it as well, I think it's such a gift because they can help their, you know, wives, girlfriends, moms, sisters, whoever it is, to, to nurture this power that women innately have. Um, so I, I, I think I recommend this book to everyone that I see wow. because it's, it's changed my life. And my, I think this, sorry, last year, 2023, my journey and my intention was to connect my womb, my heart and my third eye mm. and whichever way that happened. And the book came right at the perfect time for me. Um, and it's about also how we feel pleasure, not just sexual pleasure, but just pleasure in general mm -hmm. and how that can change our lives massively too. Wow. It's like being a human is, is a gift, right? It's a gift Such waking a gift. up every day and uh, being on this planet and being able to feel pleasure, yeah. feel joy, feel love, feel yeah. so many feelings. Exactly. You know, use your senses, use your five senses. Yeah. It's and such a beautiful thing. Exactly. And it's, it's so nice because when we when we really tap into this essence of just 
being human, mm. there's so much that comes with it. Like we're, we, like you said, like we've been given this life. It's such a gift. Mm. And to be here in form of body on earth, it's huge. I know it is, <laughs> isn't it? It's so wonderful. Um, and you know, when you said uh, the, the womb space and the energy of the womb, it's so funny, even though I don't have a womb anymore, yeah. energetically, I still have it. Exactly. And I still feel it and I still connect to it every single day. Before I go to bed, I speak to my womb, I connect to my womb because I know that that's my power, that's my Shakti. Exactly. And I think before everything I went through, I didn't know that that was my power and that was my Shakti. Mm -hmm. And now that I know it and I've done a lot of healing uh, with you on my own, and I still am. I'm still healing. Healing is not something that just ends. It's, no. You're always healing, right? Um, and I feel like it's so powerful. Um, yeah. Um, anything you'd like to ask me? Ooh. Anything that I'd like to ask you. If you had um, an animal guide, what would that animal be and what wisdom would it share with you? Wow, I love that. <laughs> Oh my God, that is so beautiful. I love that. <laughs> I'm like, I have so many animals in my mind. Could be more. All right, so one is definitely an eagle. Mm. I don't know why, but after everything I went through and then I slowed down and I came back to Nairobi, I would sit in my garden and I would do my breathing exercises on my mat and then I'd lay down and look up in the sky. And I swear to you, every single time, an eagle would go by. Wow. Every single time the eagle would fly by. And I've spoken to um, a lot of these healers. Um, what are they called? I forget their name. The ones who you speak to on the phone and then they, they guide you and they tell you stuff about you that you didn't even know and they know nothing about you. Um, there is a name for them, but I've forgotten it. Um, <laughs> and, they, and one of them told me the same thing. She said, eagle mm -hmm. is, your, is your animal, is your... Uh, is your your, your healing yeah. animal. Wow. Um, and I also often dream about flying. Wow. I often dream that I jump up and I start flying, but it's not very high up. It's very low and it's gliding. Yeah. And I just think that maybe in my dreams I do become an eagle mm -hmm. and I do fly. So I would say maybe eagle is my spiritual animal for sure. I never, I never thought about it, but yes, it, it, it has to be eagle. I mean, yes, all the other animals are also very beautiful, but... Uh, uh, I'm such an animal person. I feel guilty just saying eagle. <laughs> but yes, eagle for sure. Um, yeah. Oh, okay. So on that high note, we're going to end today's session. This was absolutely amazing. Um, I'm always inspired by you. I'm always inspired by everything that you share. And I'm just hoping, and I know for a fact, that people are going to be so inspired by hearing and listening to this. Because this is something that has become something important in today's world. And it's so important that people realize the awareness around healing and the power of healing and the power of having ceremonies and using plant medicine to help heal. Um, so thank you so much, Chanmi, for sharing this space with us and for um, being here and just being in your presence is always amazing. Uh, thank you. Thank you. I'm honestly so honored, so blessed, and I'm just happy I can do this with you. It's it's honestly such a blessing. And I can't wait to be in ceremony with you again. Yes. <laughs> yes. Together. <laughs> Together. Thanks.